You're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sulit discusses the story of Abraham and Sarah and points out why we need to look at our present-day reality with an eternal perspective. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Every Nation Canberra. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. If this is your first time, welcome. We are starting a series called Great Faith, and globally, we started our prayer and fasting, which happened first week of January, but in the context of our culture and New Zealand, most of the churches in Australia and New Zealand, Every Nation churches, are doing their prayer and fasting this week. So now we're going back to our series called Great Faith, the six-week series. We're on our fourth week now. And the objective of the series is for us to have a biblical understanding of the doctrine of faith and how we can apply it uh, in our daily lives. Now we are going to look at the life of Abraham, the faithful one. You know, God chose Noah because he was a good and upright man. Abraham appeared to be just an ordinary man. He was very wealthy. And he lived in a place called Mesopotamia, which is now known as Iraq. Now, God looked into Abraham's heart and saw that there was so much more in it. He was a man of faith, worthy to be called the father of many nations. He said, Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I shall bless you and make your name famous. I shall bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and all the clans of the earth will bless themselves by you. God was promising Abraham a lot of great things, but along comes with this promise is a great responsibility. It came with a big price. See, God asked Abraham something that would put his faith to the test. See, he was rich. He was living a comfortable life in a place called Ur in Mesopotamia. And God said, Abraham, leave your country, leave your family and your father's house for a country that I will show you. Abraham did not hesitate. He immediately obeyed God and left the comfort and the safety of his place to a faraway and unfamiliar land that God has promised him. With his beautiful wife, Sarah, and all his relatives, they journeyed hundreds of miles west to Canaan, which we now know as Israel. Now, the book of Hebrews reminded us that by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And listen to this. He went out not knowing where he was going. And we'll get back to that a little later. Verse 9, by faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Abraham's wife Sarah herself received power to conceive even if she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born descendants, as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. Everything that God has done in Abraham's life was not because of his works, 
It was not because he was rich. It was not because he was able and capable. It was never by works. It was only by the faith of Abraham. Abraham, just like you and me, was not perfect. But he had exemplary faith. He moved forward not because he was tough. You see, he was already 75 years old when God asked him to leave his country. Imagine yourself retired with a lot of money, living in a very nice house in a nice suburb at 75 years old, and God saying, leave that all behind, go west without specifying a specific place. Abraham was 75 when God called him. Moving forward when the going gets tough, it's not a measure of how tough you are. It's a measure of how faithful you are. We all face mountains in our lives. Every day we meet challenges. There are things, there are people, there are circumstances that stand as stumbling blocks to where we are, to where God wants us to be. It could be health. Maybe there's a lingering illness or sickness that God is not taking away from you yet. It could also be family. Maybe you're struggling with your finances, trying to make ends meet. Maybe it's about work. Maybe you drag yourself daily to work. Driving yourself, dragging yourself and driving, not anticipating or not looking forward to being with your boss or doing the things that you do at the office. Maybe it's a relationship issue. Maybe your marriage is not really going that well right now. Or maybe you are uncertain of what the future holds for you. And there are just impossible situations in front of you. You have to remember that you have been assigned this mountain so that others, remember, so that others will see how God works in your life. To show others that it can be moved. Not by your works, not by your skill, not by your intellect, not by what you have finished, the courses you've done, but by your faith. The mess in your life will be turned into a message by God so that others will be inspired. The tragedies of your life, you may have had many of them, chapters and chapters and chapters of brokenness and hopelessness. But the story that God is writing is worth telling. Remember that. Because your story will bless others. Because God will make your test a testimony of his faithfulness that he can do the impossible. You can conquer any mountain. Not by works, but by faith. By being obedient to what God has asked you to do. Sometimes God would ask you things that seem unreasonable. Really? God, you want me to do that? But remember, faith consists of believing even if it's beyond the power of reason to believe. When God asks you something, something it is, sometimes it is beyond your comprehension, beyond your understanding and your power of reason to believe. I don't think that's possible, Lord. I have been barren all my life. I cannot bear a child anymore. That is never going to happen. And it's not only in Daring to believe, it is in daring to act on that faith, act on that belief. Faith is daring to act. Abraham left the comfort of his home and traveled with Sarah and 
all his relatives, they did not take the business class. You know, they traveled miles and miles riding camels, donkeys, and all that. It was not an easy journey, but he did not hesitate. Abraham obeyed. Abraham settled in a place that God has placed him. But at that point, he wondered, how could God fulfill his promise? He said that my descendants will be as many as the stars in the sky and the sand in the sea. How could that be? I'm old. There is no one to inherit this land. Faith is about believing what God has promised you. God had other ideas. You know, he said, Abraham, do not be afraid. He took him out one night and said, look at the stars. Can you count them? I will make your offspring as many as the stars in the skies and your descendants, the sand that is on the seashore. And she said, how can that be? My wife is old. She has gone way beyond menopause and she cannot bear a child anymore. In every situation, there is enough light for us to believe. But at the same time, there is also enough shadow for us not to believe. Faith doesn't make things easy but it makes things possible. You see, Sarah, at her old age, bore a son. She gave birth to Isaac when she was about 90 years old. Can you imagine your grandma giving birth to your sister or brother? God had made several promises to Abraham. He was called when he was 75 years old. He waited 25 years old. Abraham was 100 years old when Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Through his pilgrimage in his life, he spent the rest of 100 years of his life serving faithfully uh, what God has called him to do. He died at the age of 175. And throughout his pilgrimage, the Bible tells us that he was called the friend of God. Now, was living as a nomad, remember they lived in tents, in a foreign land, worth sacrificing the comfort, the luxury of living in a place that you are blessed with in Mesopotamia, in the metropolis of Ur. What does Abraham's faith accomplish for him? He was promised the whole land of Canaan, yet when he died, all he owned was a cave. He was promised that his descendants will be as many as the stars in the sky. But during his burial, only his sons Isaac and Ishmael were there. Abraham lived a man of faith. Abraham died a man of faith. During his life, he saw only the beginning of the promises that God has fulfilled. He did not see the entire promise that God had given him. But he did not question God. Abraham just believed. He listened, he believed, and he obeyed. Abraham trusted that he who started the good work in him will put it into completion. His satisfaction does not come from the years that he had lived, but from the faith that he had in our one true God. When we doubt, we look at difficulties that our doubts can never solve. When we have faith, it speaks life into whatever situation we are in, regardless of how impossible it may seem. 
sometimes the only mode of transport from where we are right now to where God wants us to be is a leap of faith. And we're all asked to do that. It's like saying, God, I don't see the whole staircase. But since you wanted me to go, I will make the first step. It is saying, God, I don't see what lies ahead. But since you promised that you will always be with me and never leave me, I will go. Sometimes we ask God to, we pray, Lord, can you make this happen in my life? I've been praying for this. But faith is believing that God will not do what you want, but God will do what is right because God is a righteous God. And sometimes he keeps those things away from you because he knows your heart. Sometimes the things you ask for will be your ultimate destruction and God will not give it to you because your heart is not right. The greatest test of our faith is that when we continue to believe God in spite of the difficulties and even if we do not get what we want, we still come to a point and say, God, thank you. You did not give me what I wanted, but still thank you. It's easy to say you have faith when things are going well. But the true essence of faith, the real test of faith, is when you are in a position that it's only your faith in God that can get you through that situation. Faith is knowing that when I'm sick, God will comfort me. That when I'm weak, God will strengthen me. When I'm sad and when I'm lonely, God will be by my side. When I'm tired, God will renew my strength. And when I am alone, God will say, here I am. I'm your friend. I will never leave you nor forsake you. The challenge for us in today's message is simple. We need the faith to obey. What Abraham exemplified was not blind obedience. It was trusting obedience. It means obeying God and trusting that he will make sure that his promises come to reality. Where there is a relationship and trust, obedience follows. So it's important for us to have a relationship with God. A deep, true, and vibrant relationship with God so we can hear his voice. And when we hear his voice, we listen and we obey. I would just like to share with you our journey as a family, our journey of faith. See, we grew up in a Catholic background and we were living a comfortable life in our own Mesopotamia. We were blessed living in a decent home in a beautiful suburb. We lived comfortably. I started my career in radio in 1985. I had a TV program, I had a radio program. I write for the newspapers. I had a career that everybody envied. We had businesses all over Metro Manila that were just about to explode into a franchises in, in 100 different locations. I was doing interior design. I had a construction business. We were making a lot of money. There was no economic reason for us to leave the Philippines and go to any place. But God had a word to my wife. And I'm always nervous when she says, God has a word for me and for us. And the word was in Acts 7.3 when Stephen was addressing the Sanhedrin, noting what God mentioned to Abraham in Genesis. Leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. It was the most difficult decision that we have to make. 
because God said go, but he did not give any promise. All he gave us was a piece of paper saying, Australia is opening the door to your family. No promise of work, no promise of anything. You even have to show them that you have enough money to survive for at least a year. And not only that, you have to divide your peso by 40 to convert it into dollars. So there was practically no reason for us to leave. Notwithstanding the fact that we love our family, we're very closely knit as families, and we don't want to leave them. But God said, go. And what I'm saying is that we did not blindly obey. We trustingly obeyed. We obeyed God because we trusted that He has a plan for us. Sometimes God gives, reveals His promises and His plans in installment. He doesn't want to show you the big picture because he wants you to rely on him. He wants to strengthen your faith and just take your step one at a time, relying completely on God. Lo and behold, three months after, we were at the Kingsport International Airport in Sydney with five luggages and ten boxes. We left everything behind. I could have made a lot of money if I stayed in Manila. But I wouldn't be here standing in front of you testifying about God's love, mercy, and magnificence if I did not make that decision for my family. Maybe God is asking you something. Maybe God is asking you to do something. We are all encouraged to have the faith to obey. The second lesson we learned from Abraham is the faith to live on the go. Remember, he was already in the promised land, but they still lived in tents. Not because he wanted, didn't want to settle, but he knew that his life was for God. And every time God calls him, he would say, here I am, Lord. I'm ready. Send me. We settled comfortably in a place in Bonner. And most of you have been there. It's a beautiful house. And God said again to my wife last December, you have to sell that house and downsize. I remember telling her when she mentioned it a month, months ago, I said, I wouldn't leave this place. We live beside the, the reserve and right in our bedroom, you can see the hills, sheep, flowers, trees. It was paradise. And I said, I won't exchange this for anything else. And I've done a lot of work. Most of you who know me, I've done a lot of handyman work around the house. But she said, no, God said, let's go. So we now live in a smaller place, half the size of where we used to live. We had to purge. God was saying, there's so much you have on your bag. It's weighing you down. How can you follow me if you have your hand in this, your foot in this, your eye on that, and another foot on this? No, you have to simplify your life and focus on the more important things with an eternal perspective, looking at the things that are beyond our material realities because our life is not about just living it here it's about having an eternal perspective and finally Abraham Sarah teaches us to have faith to wait Abraham waited for 25 years to have a son Moses and the Israelites waited 40 years in the desert before they reach a promised land. Jesus waited 30 years before he started this ministry. If God is asking you to wait, you are in good company. 
Remember that. Do not underestimate what God is doing in your life, in your season of waiting. Because God is doing something beyond what you can see, beyond what you can understand. Maybe you feel like you're waiting for something that's not going to happen at all. But I can assure you that what we have to do is this. Until God opens the next door, we have to praise Him in the hallway. Get what I'm saying? Until God opens the next door, wherever you are right now, God placed you there for a reason. Do not complain. Do not whine. Just be thankful because you are there exactly where God wants you to be for a purpose and for a reason. And you just have to have faith in believing, faith in obeying, faith in living on the go, and faith in waiting. Now God is asking you to do something. I don't know what it is. Maybe God is asking you to forgive that person who has ruined your life. Maybe God is asking you to reach out to a family member you haven't been talking to for a long time. Maybe God is asking you to let go of that job that pays a lot of money because it ruins your relationship with your family. I don't know what God is asking you to do. All I know is that when God asks you, you listen and you obey. And you follow not by sight. You follow not reasoning with what you have in your head, but you follow and live by faith. Jesus died on the cross so that we can be restored back to His Father. Father God, we thank you that we can rest in your embrace. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would lead us to a place where our trust will be without borders. Lord, we have relied on our own strength for the longest time. We make decisions without consulting you. We live our lives the way we want to live it. Thank you for reminding us that you are calling us to obey, you're calling us to listen, you're calling us to follow you faithfully without any question. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen our faith, that we will have the courage, the wisdom to listen to your tiny voice in our hearts. Lord, we repent for the many times that we've set you aside and put you last in our priorities. You've been calling my name, Father God, for the longest time, but I refuse to listen. There is enough light in every situation for me to believe, but I choose the shadow. I choose my own way. And Lord, from this day forward, I commit my life to you that you will be done in every area and aspect of my life. I surrender my worries, my disappointments, my troubles, and my fears to you. In faith, I believe in your promises. I hold on to them because we are confident that it is God who started the good work in our lives. 
and He will put it to completion when Christ returns. Thank you, Father God, for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you for your blessings. And thank you for who we are because of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, everyone. You enjoy your weekend. We'll see you again next Saturday for the last remaining two installments of our series. God bless you all. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at encanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.org.